Perfect. Beautiful. Nailed it. We're, we're doing better than normal this time. I know, right? <laughs> like, oh shit, we remembered to do it. That's amazing. Um, so yeah, what's going on? <laughs> oh my gosh, what is going on? Simultaneously, so much and nothing. Yeah. Do you ever feel that way? Yeah. <laughs> is yeah, that what being I an do. adult is? I really do. And I'm like, everything's so like the to-do list is so long. Like there's so many things to get done. <laughs> and then I'm like, have I done anything? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then it's like, oh no, all I've done today is like feed my body and <laughs> clean up after myself. And that's about all I can manage. <laughs> yeah. That's, that sounds like adult stuff for sure. So, so much for chasing big dreams, you know? <laughs> <laughs> my dream to- is just to stay alive. Yeah, my dream is to put my dishes in the dishwasher, like, within the first night I use them. Nice. <laughs> hey, listen, it's all baby steps, and then exactly. before you know it, we're uh, we're running for president <laughs> or something. Is there a secret political ambition I never knew about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? It's like that John Mulaney's uh, bit where he's the like... Horse. <laughs> the horse in the well, White House. <laughs> Yeah, except for me, it's like I'm, I'm a raccoon. <laughs> Just looking through shit. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, ooh, files. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know one of us would get elected president and be like, this would make a great disastrous episode. Right? It's like fucking confidential, my ass. Yeah, right. <laughs> Post it. Um, so, yeah, well, do you want to uh, introduce the show? Yes. Uh, welcome to Disastrous. This is the show where we talk about the real historical harumphs. We talk about big old spills um, and just messes of all shapes and sizes. Yeah, that's right. It's just a a big sloppy shit show. <laughs> <laughs> but we make it funny and yeah. that's that's the dream. And welcome back to season two. We uh, took a little break there for our health, happiness, and, and well-being. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we're well-rested-ish. Exactly. Kind of. So <laughs> we're glowing. Uh, so yes, I'm Amanda. And I'm Hannah. We're dipping our toes back in. Yeah, we're, we're easing back into it. Easing like back a, into the pool. Yeah, like a soft lukewarm spa bath yeah like your you know your mother insisting that sure she'll go swimming with you but she just has to dip her little toes in first yeah <laughs> she and doesn't then, like the cold and then when you're like 30 you learn that she's never known how to swim and <laughs> and you've been in danger for years <laughs> yeah and she was telling you to do it oh my God. did i ever tell you about the time that <laughs> This is a detour. Did I ever tell you about the time that I was like probably four? I was young and I was at a friend's pool and it was one of the ones where like the hot tub is here and the pool is here. And Uh my sister pushed me into the pool, into like the deep end. I couldn't swim. I was a child. (gasps) And and then like she makes eye contact with my brother and they're like, oh shit. And she like jumps in and dove after me and saved me. And now when she retells this story, she's like, Hannah, remember when I saved you from drowning? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds like, exactly yeah, 
like some older sibling shit where it's mm-hmm. like, do you remember? They pitch it as I saved your life, but you're like, you're the one that almost killed me. So yeah, does literally. it count? <laughs> I guess thanks for not letting me die. Thanks for not following through. All right. So <laughs> this one is a shorty. Um, it's also interesting because like, no one died. Nothing really horrible happened. Mm-hmm. There were no, like, lasting effects. So it's not a disaster in, like, that traditional sense. It's more just, like, right. a really weird story <laughs> that, like, right. if I were there, I would not have been happy. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's my new criteria. Would I have been happy to see this? <laughs> I know. Well, and that's, like, a lot of our stories, too. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I would have not like to be there. <laughs> so, March 3rd, 1876. Uh, We are going to go to Olympia Spring, Kentucky, Um, rural area. Mrs. Crouch, she's a farmer's wife. She's sitting on her porch and she's making some soap. And then uh, suddenly between the hours of 11 a.m. and 12 p.m., without any warning, large chunks of meat start to fall (gasps) from the sky. (laughs) Oh, my God. I think I've actually... Heard, heard of this? this like the the mysterious like meat shower mm-hmm, the kentucky meat shower yeah oh my gosh but i i remember like the the gist but i don't yeah. remember like what happened so the the meat fell in an area mostly on their land about as big as a football field you know 50 by 100 yards okay. a lot of the chunks were like two by two inches so you know, wallet sized, I guess. Um, mm. One piece was at least four by four inches. Oh, oh. <laughs> shit. If that thing slapped you on the face, you would be unhappy. <laughs> uh, and when it's falling from the sky, it probably hits like a I brick. Know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Mrs. Crouch ran back into her house. Um, she and her grandson were the only two people to see this event. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So there have been a lot of instances throughout history of a phenomenon called blood rain. Have you ever heard okay. of this? No. Mm-mm. So in Homer's Iliad, he actually references it. Like it's like a, a, a before big battles, you know, Zeus made it rain blood or something like that. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So it's like one of those things where you're like, oh, they talk about it in a religious sense, but it probably stems from th- something real. Right. Yeah. You yeah. have to, like, I mean, when you hear about these phenomenons, it's just your, you know, a, a reasonable person's reaction to be like, yeah, but what was it really? Yeah. Yeah. There has to be like a, an actual like scientific reason. Like and when like, those like statues cry blood and stuff like that. Yeah. You're like, oh, you're like, <laughs> and it's like, it's common sense. It's like if the framework you're working with is that there are like a bunch of gods who control the weather and everything, then like, yeah, that's the framework you're working with. <laughs> yeah, you know? totally. You're like, well, obviously it's that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so okay. they can, they usually only cover small areas, but they can last between like a few minutes to like days. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Yeah. Like wake up in the morning, you're like, yep. Still raining. Rain and blood. <laughs> blood, I guess. We're going to have to get like a power washer. Yeah. <laughs> they have those at so, Ace. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, shit. The, the water in it now is all red, too. <laughs> oh. 
just making it worse. Yeah. Um, so there was a recent instance, actually, in 2001 in Kerali, India, where they had experienced blood rain for two months. <gasps> How does that not just, like, destroy your city? I know. Well, because it's all... So what the blood rain, quote unquote, actually is, there are a few different theories. You know, some people think it's red dust suspended in the water. Um, Mm -hmm. People think that, like, it could be, like, sunspots or, like, aurora, like, tinting the sky. Um, The one in Kerala, India, was firmly established to be caused by these microalgae called Mm -hmm. trentifolia. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, something about the way the algae presented looks red looks spooky yeah but um (laughs) algae was gonna be my first um when I was in Costa Rica I think it was Mm -hmm. I wanted to go surfing and they were like oh no it's a olas menstruales what is something um, menstrual (laughs) menstrual waves Ah! (laughs) awesome cute Cute guys, <laughs> they're like the sea is period blood. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, okay. Oh um, god. But but yeah, it was the algae that turns mm-hmm. it like a like a blood red. Yeah, and like you've like people have all seen it when they go to the beach, and mm-hmm. what is it like? The red tide comes through. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So. In 1876, though, this was not just blood rain because there were actual chunks of stuff falling from the sky. Um, Mr. Mr. Crouch, Mrs. Crouch's husband, came home and he saw pieces of meat, you know, scattered across their land, stuck to fence posts. And they, you know, similar to people, you know, back in the early, early times, believed that it was like an omen from God, like an act of God. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people came by to observe the phenomenon. Two men right. tasted it. And- I was going <laughs> to ask. I was like, who ate it? Yeah. Who? I know one of you motherfuckers ate I it. Know. <laughs> I know you did. And <laughs> they're like, oh, we got to eat it to protect ourselves from the evil spirits. That's what the yeah. gods want or some shit, you know? <laughs> that would be the justification. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, my God. So, so what th- kind of meat was it? Do they know? So they thought it was lamb or deer. There okay. were a lot of different kind of thoughts. And we're going to read some quotes later. This oh. is like the big reason I wanted to do this because is because the news article I found is like the best thing I've ever read in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I have it printed up and framed. Just- yeah, literally. <laughs> So um, they sent out a meat sample to the Newark Scientific Association, and okay. there was actually a letter uh, from Dr. Alan McLean Hamilton that was published in the medical records stating that the meat had been identified as lung tissue, either from a horse or a human infant. What? Yeah. First of all, that amount of lung isn't coming from a baby, right? Like. Yeah, well, two by two inches. What is that? About I mean, four e- inches. Even one, si- like if it's like a wallet-sized piece, is like bigger yeah. than the l- lungs of baby. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, this is medical corner with Amanda and 
I guess how big your organs are. <laughs> With uh, no basis for fact at all. Had, having done zero research ever about it, I do believe that your bladder is the size of a mango. Prove me <laughs> you're wrong. Like, you're like, I've seen a baby once. <laughs> and they're small. Hey, I don't know if you've thought about this, but they're small. <laughs> they're small. So their organs have to be smaller than that. Just <laughs> This is all very sound logic. All right. Mm-hmm. So. so so two samples were identified as lung tissue, three were identified as muscle, and two were identified as cartilage. So it's all over the place. Okay. Um, you know, there were still some people who were like, no, that's beef. You know, there were some people who were like, no, it's it's bear. Um, there are a ton of explanations for what happened. Um, of course, you know, number one is message from God, naturally. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but then Leopold Brandeis, who is a water treatment specialist, he believed the meat-like substance was actually clumps of algae, known as Nostack. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I like where this is going. I like that it's not me. M- baby lungs. Yeah. I like that's that's an, a, definitely an improvement. But like, I guess like I've never heard of algae like compacting in a way that like looks enough like bear meat. I know. Like to be like red and like. Yeah. Like okay. they were juicy pieces too. <laughs> like. They were all cooked to medium rare and taste tested I know. by the community. <laughs> they, they had a really lovely sear to them, every single one. <laughs> and they were seasoned, too. Does that make sense? Yeah, whoa. <laughs> Someone, like, did the butter spoon thing. <laughs> yeah, with the thyme and the butter. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, Beautiful. So the, the explanation that has kind of persevered as like the one that makes the most sense and the one that the most people kind of hold on to is that the meat had actually been vomited up by buzzards flying above oh god (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah bile they all barfed at the same time well so Dr. L.D. Kastenbein wrote in an 1876 edition of the Louisville Medical News that what seemed to be a rain of meat was probably a coordinated bout of projectile vulture vomit. (laughs) Because here's a fun fact I never knew I didn't want to know. (laughs) And now you have to know it, too. Thank you for this gift. Which is that <laughs> vultures are known to self-defense vomit when they feel threatened. Oh my god. <laughs> and they're, they'll kind of all do it together. <laughs> okay. Okay. When you when you said coordinated, I was mm-hmm. like, I'm, so- I'm sorry. Hang on. They're all around like this big round table and they're like, all right, Frank, you start. Okay, you'll go first, and that that's when we'll all have our cue <laughs> to vomit in the sky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, what they would have been threatened by. 
I don't even know. Apparently also, so the reason they do that is because it deters the predators and it also lightens their load. So they're like, mm, got less in my tummy. Guess I can fly better now. I mean, it makes sense. Like, all right. So say you're like, let's say you're a girl at a bar and you're reading your book and having a glass of wine and really just yeah. in, enjoying your time to yourself, right? Uh, cue my feminist rhetoric, <laughs> as, <laughs> as my friend Sarah likes to say. And a guy comes up to you and he's bothering you. And he's like, oh, what are you reading? Oh, I like books too. Oh, no, no. And you're like, get away from me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. And they're like, all right, well, I'm going to go to the bathroom. You're going to be here when I get back, right? And then you're just like, Bleh. It would work. It would work, right? Like you just barf on the floor right in front of him. Yes. He'd be like, oh, I got to get the fuck out. I, I think I got to move. <laughs> like, and he goes home and he packs and he fucks off to Alaska. Yeah. That would work. And also you would feel lighter. You'd be like, I can run. Mm-hmm. If the vomit doesn't scare him off, I can run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like when you eat, like, a big sandwich and you're kind of like, oh, like, I just need to lay down now, you yeah. know? But you, <laughs> it's just terrible. Right, vultures, we see you. Vultures, we, you're onto something. You're onto something. We got you. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so, like I mentioned, one of the best things about this story is this article uh, where a lot of this comes from. On Tuesday, March 21st, 1876, which was, uh, you know, a few weeks after the blood rain mm-hmm. the or the, the meat shower, the New York Herald published a section in their paper titled Carnal Rain. And it features some of the most incredible interviews and quotes I've ever read. Amazing. So would you like to be Mrs. Crouch in this interview? Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you're okay. Mrs. Crouch and I'm the reporter. Did you yeah. remain in the yard from the commencement until the end of the shower? I did not. I became alarmed and fled into the house. Did you observe any blood upon the pieces that you examined? (laughs) Why, sir, I never examined of it or touched it or... Did it smell different from any other meat? I did not smell it. Was it quivering or did it show any signs of recent life when it fell? I did not notice any. How did the event impress you at first? I became very nervous and unusually alarmed. What became of the flesh after it had fallen? When my husband and son, who were away at the time, returned, Mr. Crouch was told all about it. He then went out and picked up a great many pieces, and I heard that before that time, the hogs, chickens, cat, and dog had been eating of it freely, and it seemed to like it well. Have you thought much about the occurrence, and have you any theory of your own as to the origin or import of the event? I have thought of it a heap, and it is the greatest mystery to me in the world. Amazing. All right. Nice. We're gonna... <laughs> I literally, I love her. <laughs> I, I'm just obsessed with, <laughs> like, I didn't examine it. Like, no. What are She's you fucking like, talking about? <laughs> I didn't smell it. I didn't touch it. I didn't examine it. I didn't look at it. <laughs> I didn't do any of that shit. <laughs> She's All like, right. I got the fuck out of there is exactly what I did. All right, we're going to do one more. Okay. <laughs> In this one, you are going to be F and then A, okay? F and A, okay. Got it. So this is an interview with Mr. Fritzby, 
who is a butcher in the town. Okay. So they say, Frizz, do you know Mrs. Crouch, who lives out near Olympian Springs? If you do, tell me what kind of a woman you think she is. I know the whole family. They are members of a church, are good people, and I believe everything they say about this meat business is as true as gospel. It is said that you tasted the meat. I did at the springs in the presence of several persons, some of who told me it was a dangerous experiment, but I told them my constitution would stand as much of it as a rooster or a cat's. Did you swallow any of it? No. I intended to at first, but after chewing it a little, I changed my mind and spit it out. How did it taste? Well, I've handled all kinds of meats, and I never tasted anything exactly like it before. I'm not prepared to say for certain that the taste resembled that of either fish, flesh, or fowl. Well, what did it look like? It looked more like a mutton than anything else I can compare it to. Did you smell it? Yes, and the scent was a new one to me. Was there any blood upon it? Well, kind of a milky, watery fluid oozed out of it while I was handling it. (laughs) So then I put it in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And I almost swallowed, but I didn't. (laughs) Then I thought, maybe not. Was there anything peculiar in the touch while you were handling it? And did you examine its texture? It had a fleshy feel. I tore some of it apart. It was as tender as a veal or a young lamb, or more so. I noticed when I pulled it to pieces that there was a fine stringy fiber running through it, apparently in all directions. Is there any of the meat in town? Yes. I think there's about half a bushel of it here. But it is all preserved in alcohol. Who has any of it? I I think Joe Jordan, the grocery keeper, has some. And if you desire it, I will go with you to the store and introduce you. I accept your offer, but first, read this over and tell me if there are any mistakes in it. You read it again, and I will listen. All right. (laughs) And then in parentheses, it said, The above was then read slowly, and the great Kentucky meat taster approved of it as read. (laughs) Which is like... So, uh, I can't read in this scenario. I I think so. Also, you read it, and I'll tell you if it's right. (laughs) Tell me a story, Mr. (laughs) Reporter Man. (laughs) Tell me the the old story of the conversation we just had. Oh, my God. And it's like, I just, I miss the time when news articles were like, Oh, word limit? No, we don't know what that is. Mm -mm. No, No. I want you to include every single thing you said to this person. Like, I'm going to just pull a quote and that's going to be good enough. Like, no, 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 no. Full conversation. Print it. And it's like written as like question, answer, question, answer. (laughs) Love it. Um, Some other really phenomenal quotes that really uh, got me was... One said, I do not believe that Mrs. Crouch has made any false statements. She is not shrewd enough in her mind to originate such a fraud. (laughs) Okay, first of all, I definitely initially was like, oh, Mrs. Crouch got, you know, the the bucket of meat scraps and was like, you know, it'd be fun is if we played a little game and I'll stick this on this fence post here and just kind of scatter it and stuff like that. And it'll be like an act from God or something. Yeah. It'll be great. And they'll print my name in the newspaper. 
But then having someone be like, she's too dumb to make that up. Also, the idea of her being like, hey, my grandson, you're going to be in on this little lie with me. Right. <laughs> hey, this buddy. Is gonna be, you and grandma are going to play a trick yeah. on the town. Don't yeah. tell anybody. This is just a fun little thing for you and Nana to do. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, like, I love that as like a bonding experiment. But then like having mm-hmm. someone be like, she's too dumb to pull that off. I'd be like, I but I did pull it off. Mother, I would admit to it right there. Mm hmm. <laughs> So there are a few more I'm going to read you, and then we'll see what ends up in the final cut or not. But Okay. All right. So these are <laughs> some of the theories that were printed. Um, and this is my, fav- this is my favorite theory. <laughs> One man says the meat might have fallen from the lunch basket of a passing balloonist. Oh, my. Oh. Okay. Um- That's so cute. I mean, that is absolutely precious. Uh, well, sorry. So this balloonist went up into the air with just a basket of raw uh-huh. meat. Ha- just half a bushel of, of raw meat. <laughs> and he's like, mmm, lunch. It he's wasn't like, like an mm. apple tucked in there or anything. Yeah, it's right. Just... <laughs> he's like, he's like tartar. I can, I can only eat like this in the piece of my balloon. <laughs> It's like no one understands. Um, There was also this section is called an Irishman's attempt to eat some of the meat. Mm. Your correspondent bargained with Jimmy Welsh, a railroad laborer, to eat a dollar's worth of the meat. The meat was placed on the table and Jimmy was fully informed that his supper was ready. He sat down and looked at the meat and said he never eat meat alone. I then ordered pickles, crackers and other accompaniments. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Jimmy took the meat up on his fork, and after two or three unsuccessful efforts to get in his mouth, he laid it down. I asked him why he hesitated. He said he wanted whiskey to wash it down. The article was ordered and placed before him. He then hesitated and said he was not hungry. I then told him I would give him three dollars to gulp it down. He then suddenly remembered that it was the season of Lent and backed out on moral principles. (laughs) What if Jimmy just wanted his whiskey and pickles? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think he, like, drank the whiskey, too. I think that mentioned something like that. I mean, good oh, for you, fuck. Jimmy. <laughs> um, And then, finally, this is uh, a section of a statement from a, uh, you know, a game trapper and hunter, whose name is B.F. Ellington, more like Beef Wellington, <laughs> that wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna get to Beef Wellington but no, I, I, there. <laughs> I saw You're that like, and I was like oh. hey that's a fake name <laughs> that sounds like the name of a balloonist who might eat meat in the sky <laughs> <laughs> oh you know Beef Wellington that lunatic and then also, for some reason, this is the only quote that's, like, written in an accent. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, you so, don't see that anymore. I know. It's, gentlemen, I have fit bars and other varmints in this range of mountains for 30 years. And if I do say it, when a bar crosses my path in the timber, he's in a damn dangerous locality. 
I've seen some of this meat that fell on old man Crouch's farm, and if it's meat at all, it's bar meat. Now, I've scunned more bars and chewed more of that kind of meat than any other man in this part of the United States. The meat what fell from the heavens at... Uh, heavings, actually, not heavens. The meat what fell from the heavings at Alan Crouch's farm has got that uncommon greasy feel about it that I'm so well acquainted with, and learned to know it by taking the jackets off of the critters and toting their meat over the mountains. I know bar grease when I see it, and that's the kind of fluid what come out in that meat at old Allen's and got all over my hands when I was examining it. I smelt it too, and I know that smell as well as I know the smell of liquor. Liquor spelled L-I-C-K-E-R. <laughs> gentlemen, liquor. gentlemen, it's bar meat certain, or else my name is not Benjamin Franklin Ellington. <laughs> Which... <laughs> I'd vote for this guy. This is a monologue that I will be performing. (laughs) And you should. It'd be a tragedy if you didn't. Oh, fuck. I love this guy. I know. He's really great. He's like taking them jackets off them critters in a hollow. (laughs) Sorry. What? Did you? Examining. (laughs) Yeah, examining it. And I having more. It was called it bar meat, bear meat. Like oh, <laughs> I was like bar meat. Is that? I like- was. I I also thought that I was like, what the fuck are they trying to say? He said, and the article, you know, it's old. It's kind of hard to see, but they say it like twenty times and out of, throughout his quote. Yeah. It's bar. <laughs> he, it, they wrote, it is bar, right? Bar meat. It's bear. Huh. <laughs> and he's like, I I know. That smell as good as the smell of liquor. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> they were like, how can we write the most, like, stereotypical, like, country kind of I, woodsman? I was like, this guy is a cartoon. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely, absolutely a cartoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, oh, my God. And his name is Beef Wellington. Oh, So, yes, that is a brief little dive into the Kentucky meat showers and oh. some of... Some quotes from the best article I've ever read in my life. That was delightful. I am so happy. I learned a lot about (laughs) vultures. I met some absurd characters. Oh, my God. Oh, that was well done. Oh, thank you. I'm so happy you picked that story. I was, like, writing it up, and I was like, oh, like... I don't know if this is really going to be enough. It's like, you know, whatever. We'll just do a quickie. And then I found that article and I was like, oh, oh, Jackpot. this is gold. Amazing. Is gold. Oh, amazing, amazing job. Um, I'm going to be thinking about that for a while. You know, Noah's going to come home and I'm like, did you know vultures vomit like in unison? <laughs> To, to protect themselves. <laughs> it's like almost as silly as like the fainting goats where you're like, well, that's not effective. <laughs> you get scared and just pass out. Like that's <laughs> or like opossums being like, I'll play dead. And then hopefully they'll believe it. Right? And we're like, no, it's just easier to pick you up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, nice work. Um, do you want to tell everybody uh, where and why and when to follow us? Um, you can go ahead and find us 
at on Instagram at DisastrousPod. We are on TikTok at DisastrousLeePod. You can go ahead and email us at DisastrousPod at gmail.com. Um, tell us any story ideas you might have. Tell us what the meat, what you, you think the meat was. Yeah, um, and how much we'd have to pay you to eat that meat. Yeah. One piece. That was, yeah, one, one little piece. A dollar's That's worth. It. <laughs> if we gave you a dollar, would you eat it? <laughs> would you eat the meat with the milky white fluid that was oozing out of it? <laughs> that was that got when me. I read that. I was like, oh, oh no, mm-mm, mm-mm. no, oozed out. Mm-mm. Yeah, pass. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, leave us some love on iTunes, uh, rate, review, subscribe, and pass it along to a friend. We're back, baby. We're back, baby. Boo, 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 boo. With all sorts of gory details. Uh, yes. Uh, hang out with us. We like you. Mm-hmm. All right. This has been Disastrous. I'm Amanda. I'm Hannah. And we love you and respect you. And we will catch you on the flippy floppy. Bye. Bye.